You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Friday edition of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, of course, follow us on Twitter at Bob Rack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K, at Clancy's Corner. Of course, the show at Lockdown AZ Cards. You can find us on Facebook. We've got our stream going on there, usually Monday through Friday. We've got a very special episode, though, today. We're going to get into some big Arizona Cardinals news stories. They're adding to their secondary, bringing back a familiar face that's never hit the playing field before. We'll tell you the details on the Robert Alfred deal as he comes back just after being cut. And a uh, former big-name wide receiver wants to join the Arizona Cardinals And then we're going to be joined by former Arizona Cardinal, two-time Super Bowl champion, Brian McFadden, the co-host of the All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson. He's going to give us some insight, the calm before the storm, about where P2's head is at going into free agency. Alex, uh, let's just get into this. Robert Alford, according to Ian Rappaport, one-year deal to return to the Arizona Cardinals just days after being released. Yeah, man. Uh, cool. Uh, the only thing, and we've we've got a lot of uh, conversations on Twitter about this going on. Like, yeah. if this is the only move, that's bad. Everything that Steve Kime has done up to this point would show that this is the only move, and that's bad. But with Robert Alford not playing at all, um, there's a little buzz around the Cardinals now that there wasn't going into the 2020 season, let alone the 2019 season, when they initially signed Robert Alford. Um, I'm assuming that he'll be the third corner at best you're hoping that that's the case Byron Murphy takes a step they find a guy either through the draft or free agency to take that CB1 role you can move Byron Murphy to slot corner keep him outside and then have Robert Alford be an in case guy plays 30 or 40 percent of the snaps you don't want him to be an anchor for the secondary by any stretch but they saved a lot of money they brought him back he's probably it's going to be very incentive laden I would assume based on snaps played in performance and it should be much ado about nothing with the rest of the moves that they have to make this free, this free agency. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals, before re-signing Robert Alford, had three cornerbacks on the roster. So it was important just to add depth. But you're absolutely right. If this is a, a looked at as a solution, then we're in big trouble. But I don't think it is. I think anybody uh, with with uh, just any kind of logic would, would assume that this is just going to be part of a piece of the puzzle. Um, so Robert Alfred comes back and it seems like he's humble and I'm sure anybody would be after trying to play two seasons unsuccessfully and having to bow out due to injury. So, but thinking that he could be a guy you could rely upon, it's just, it's not in the cards any longer for Robert Alfred, Steve Keim. We'll see what they do. I mean, we'll see what they do. I mean, if, if he can be that third guy, if, if they can retain Patrick Peterson, if they can go out and get a starting corner caliber corner in free agency and, and draft one then it's starting to look a lot better, and Robert Alford looks a lot better as, as CB3 instead of – he shouldn't be CB1. Oh, boy. That would be disastrous. Now, I, I, I in the same vein, <laughs> there's a former star-wide receiver that's uh, that's in on the Arizona Cardinals, and I think that's a testament, Alex, to what we were talking about with J.J. Watt coming to this team and making it attractive to to basically everybody. Anybody and everybody, no matter what their status is in the NFL, Des Bryant told TMZ that he would love to play for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the, to, yeah. it's like, okay, that's not your solution 
to DeAndre Hopkins, but if you add him to the mix as far as training camp and he, you know, recaptures some of the old magic, fine. But that better not be it better not be Greg Little as as a potential to make this roster like it was a couple seasons ago. Right. I mean, I, I watched the clip and okay. So yes, he said he wanted to play, he said he would play for the Cardinals. After somebody brought up the Raiders, he said, Yeah, that'd be cool. Seattle, yeah, maybe. I'd really like to play for the Cardinals because he's like DeAndre Hopkins, he knows DeAndre Hopkins, I guess. Christian Kirk, he just named some of the players. I'm like, okay, Des, you're 33 and you want a job. I get it. It'd be fun. And it, it kind of brought me back to the Michael Crabtree from a couple of years ago. Michael Crabtree had actually played more recently at, at a higher level, obviously, than Des did. Des had six catches last year, I think, yeah. for 46 yards and two touchdowns. I looked it up. Uh, listen, he's a big dude. He can. He's always been good around the red zone. He had 16 touchdowns in 2012. We talked about that a lot, Bo. But Here's the thing. The sad reality is he'd be the second or third best receiver the Cardinals have. Just on sheer run, straight, turn around, you're bigger than everybody else, and catch the ball, probably third. got to give Christian Kirk a little bit more credit than that. But depending on what they do in free agency, and that starts every sentence that we're going to talk about until we see what they do in free agency, you got to just keep it open. This isn't a sideshow thing. Des Bryant showed that he could be a red zone target. They don't throw the ball a lot in Baltimore. Ask Marquise Brown in a, in a pass heavy offense, he may be able to catch 30 or 40 balls. Like, let me ask you this. Say he put up Larry Fitzgerald's numbers from last year. Would you sign him to a one year, $2 million deal with, with fully guaranteed? Would you give $2 million to Des Bryant at 33? Yeah. As long as it doesn't cut into that's what you're looking at. Yeah. As long if it, if it doesn't cut in, I would rather have Fitz back to play the same role because I think that there's, there's more on and off the field because, I mean, yeah, think about it. If they do add a playmaker to this offense opposite DeAndre Hopkins, especially at the wide receiver position, you would hope that becomes your wide receiver two. So you've got yeah, DeAndre, you've got wide receiver two, Christian Kirk, and then Fitz and Des Bryant vying for the, re- the remainder of the catches plus, you know, your tight end Dan Arnold. I mean, that's there's only one football that can go around the field, so... I don't know. I, I I guess it would become a good problem to have. I mean, the one the the biggest thing yeah. that about this article from TMZ was uh, they said the Cardinals have a ton of, of like a a packed wide receiver room. And you're like, huh? Which team are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hysterical. I saw that. I'm like, that person must not watch a lot of Arizona Cardinals football. But the last two names you mentioned, and Des Bryant at this point understands that he's not going to be a focal point of any offense. But what we've consistently talked about is. How interesting would it be to see Cliff Kingsbury's offense be run with a lot of talent from the wide receiver position? We haven't seen it. Yes, DeAndre Hopkins, A+. That's it. You, we can glorify Dan Arnold. We can glorify Christian Kirk, Keyshawn, whatever. This wide receiver core is crap from top to bottom, yeah. aside from DeAndre Hopkins. Imagine what it would be like with a lot of mouths to feed. I always go back to the rock star, the movie, the rock star, um, the movie rock star uh, example, where it's just, it doesn't matter who's wearing the uniforms. There are going to be a lot of balls thrown. If you're an NFL receiver, you can make an impact, especially if you have four wide receiver sets a lot, like they tend to do with this offense. Yeah, Bring them in for a tryout. Who the, who the hell cares? Right. Might as well. I mean, it's just another name on the marquee. I mean, it's not. it doesn't have the allure as it once did, but still, I mean, the, the, the good thing is the Arizona Cardinals, they are a team that is alluring to other 
are just big names, and that's that's huge for this Arizona Cardinals team. It hasn't been like that since maybe 2016. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our guy Brian McFadden is going to join us next. He's going to give us some insight to the Patrick Peterson free agency tour that's about to go down. Could come to pretty quick end resolution days from now. We'll talk to BMAC next. It's Locked On Cardinals. It's one of the most wonderful times of the year, conference tournament season. The calm, I guess you could call it, before the madness. March Madness about to go down. Conference tournaments in full swing. You got to get in the action. And betonline.ag is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be in the rearview mirror despite having some FCS games going on. NBA, college hoops, as I said, and NHL in full swing. Bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has it covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or on your mobile device to BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for free and receive. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just using the promo code Locked On, you'll get 50% welcome bonus. If you put in 50 bucks, you'll get 25 free dollars to play around with. It's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Two-time Super Bowl champion, former Arizona Cardinal Brian McFadden, the co-host of All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson, is next. It is the Lockdown Cardinals podcast, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, and we're pleased to be joined by two-time Super Bowl champion, the second of which ripped out the heart of Cardinals fans, but then he came to the desert the next season, helped the team back to the playoffs. Now he's a football analyst, CBS Sports co-host with Cardinals legend Patrick Peterson on All Things Covered podcast. Just dropped a fantastic episode with Nick Saban, which you have to check out. Brian McFadden joins the Locked On Cardinals podcast. BMAC, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, <clears throat> researching... You coming on the podcast, I found out this crazy bit of trivia surrounding you that after your loan season with the Cardinals, you were traded back to Pittsburgh along with a six-round pick. Do you know who the Steelers selected with that six-round pick? Antonio Brown. I can't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown. We've been tied to the hip you know, ever since then. And I think, of course, we know what happened with that situation, but they, they, they had more good times than bad times. I can tell you that much. I think Cardinals fans like to forget that. I'm sure Steelers fans wear that as a badge of honor that they were able to pluck a guy like Antonio Brown out of central Michigan in the sixth round with somebody else's pick. That's, uh, that, that's one of those ones that they're going to just have to take the L on, Brian. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But of course, you know, if hindsight was 2020, I think we all would be in a better situation. Um, but, you know, that's how it happens sometimes in the National Football League. You're talking about, you know, late round draft picks or hitting on your early round draft picks. you got to just be lucky and hopefully you draft the best player at that particular time that can help your organization. Yeah, and I, I'd be remiss. I, I go to bat for this specific Super Bowl play whenever I have conversations about the most overlooked Super Bowl plays in NFL history, the James Harrison 100-yard pick six to end the first half. It, it completely gets overlooked because of the San Antonio Holmes catch at the end of the game. Do you back up your boy, James Harrison, who can bench press, you know, the globe <laughs> and does all of his crazy workouts? Like, do you have conversations about that game specifically about your defensive play, the acumen you guys had, or is it all just marred by the San Antonio Holmes catch <clears throat> game? Well, they go hand in hand. I think for us to be able to talk about the San Antonio Holmes catch, you got to first talk about the James Harrison interception. By the way, he was not supposed to be there. He was supposed to be blitzing. And if James did not create his own missed assignment, that probably would have been a touchdown from Kurt Warner. Mm -hmm. And just James just being instinctive and just being a bit undisciplined, to say the least, 
provided one of the more memorable Super Bowl plays ever, yeah. ever. Because at that time, I think we were up 10-3. So worst case scenario for the Cardinals, you know, they settle for a field goal and go into half only down four points, 10-6, if I'm not mistaken. But we were able to basically take seven points away from the Cardinals and put seven points on the board for ourselves, which was a 14-point swing. And we go into halftime up 17-3, if I'm not mistaken. If I, I know you guys probably remember the numbers correctly, but that was just a big momentum shifter in our favor. And we needed that because as you, you remember the ball game in the second half, the Cardinals came charging back. I mean, they came back with a, uh, with, with a fiery of quality offensive production and defensively making timely plays as well. So that touchdown by James Harrison, ultimately, I don't want to say it, 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 it helped us win the ball game. It didn't, it, that wasn't the sole reason why we won. But it clearly put us in position to be able to win that ball game. I can tell you that much. Yeah, so much went into it. It was toe tapping by, by Santonio Holmes. It was, I mean, people sometimes point out that Antrell roll on the sidelines might have slowed down Larry Fitzgerald, who was in pursuit of James Harrison. It's so, it's so crazy. It's like the speech from any given Sunday. It's a game of inches, and it, it couldn't be more true when you look back at that Super Bowl, Bryant. He didn't, he didn't, it wasn't might. He did slow down Larry <laughs> Fitz. One thing about Larry Fitz, and you guys know this, watching him throughout his entire professional career in the desert, he plays every play like his last play. He plays with maximum effort. Uh, he competes. And he was giving it his all to try to tackle James Harrison. And if Antrell wasn't play watching on the sideline where he was instead of being where he was supposed to be, Larry Fitzgerald would have caught James Harrison before the touchdown. I, I'm, I'm convinced. <laughs> and me and Antro, we're still good buddies. I, I'm, I'm, good, I'm, I'm going to get him on the podcast as well so we can kind of break down that <laughs> entire process because we've seen the videos. We've seen people give their assessment about what happened. I want to get it from the horse's mouth and Antrell. So I can't wait to have him on the show so we can break down that play. But for you guys that don't remember exactly what we're talking about, go watch that play. You will see Antrell play watching and literally got too close to the field and they had to make Larry Fitz run an extra hump to try to get right back in, in, in direction to tackle James Harrison. And oh, by the way, who tackled James Harrison? Larry Fitzgerald, but he was just what six inches mm. too late to say the least. Yeah. Let's, um, I, I want to fast forward real quick, ask you one question, then we'll get into free agency and the Cardinals now. Who are you surprised more of that playing at the high, highest level that they're playing? Let's Remove the 2020 season up to 2019, Larry Fitzgerald or Ben Roethlisberger? Who surprises you the most that they're still at the level that they are this this point in their career? Oh, I'll say Larry Fitz because the position he's playing. You know, wide receiver, it requires quickness. It requires uh, speed, agility. Uh, it requires you to be more of an athlete than the quarterback position. You know what I mean? And I'm not taking anything from the most important position, which is the quarterback position. But to answer your question, I'm surprised for Larry Fitzgerald to, to be still being to be a productive player at this stage in his life, not just football career, but his life. And for him to be doing it as long as he's been doing it. Remember, Larry Fitz was in the 2004 draft, if I'm not mistaken. Big Ben was in the same draft as well. Larry Fitz was a top five selection. Right. And instantly jumped on the scene and was successful and just been able to sustain that level of success even right now is amazing it's amazing yeah you see a handful of quarterbacks that are playing at a high level post 35 you very rarely see it from the wide receiver position b mac brian mcfadden of course Agreed. 
Been such a great guest so far. Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl champion, former Arizona Cardinal, of course, former Pittsburgh Steeler, now CBS analyst and co-host of the All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson. We're going to put you on the hot seat as far as your co-host free agent future that's coming up. But first, let me tell you that this episode of Locked on Cardinals, it's brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is the same for everyone and does not require membership, account login, or anything like that. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on and how did you hear about us so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. We asked Patrick Peterson's co-host where he's playing football next season. It's next on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. The co-host of All Things Covered podcast, CBS Sports analyst. Of course, you got to give him a follow on Twitter as well. BMAC, let's get into free agency. I mean, we talk about Larry Fitzgerald. He's unsigned. Uh, this is a Cardinals organization where the, the two biggest faces of the franchise from the last decade could potentially find either one could retire and one could find a new team. Your co-host, Patrick Peterson, P2. I heard him talking about Dak Prescott. You guys were discussing the big deal, and he mentioned you know, how Dak stood his ground and how good things come to those who wait, being patient. What, what do you get from just your conversations with P2 about what's important to him in his upcoming free agency? Well, he kind of alluded to what's important to him on that same episode, uh, basically saying that, you know, whatever organization he's playing for in 2020, he would like to be a part of a real good quarterback, be with a real good quarterback. So I guess for the Cardinal fans, you had that checkbox already right. checked off. You got Kyler Murray. Um, but some of the other teams that may try to associate themselves with his name, you got to have pretty good quarterback play. He's at that stage in his career. Uh, he wants to be able to play for a competitive team, compete f- for a playoff spot, compete for a championship-like spot. And if you don't have a good quarterback, you don't stand a chance of doing that, right? So that's the most important thing to him outside of the business side as well. We know that's tied. Uh, that's very, very important on his list. But those are those are the, 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 the that was the only thing outside of the outside of business that he mentioned. And I think when you look at uh, his career in Arizona, and me, Pat P, we have we've had one-on-one conversations about the organization there and just seeing how. They handle their home, their their homegrown players, to say the least, players that have been drafted. I used to mess with Pat P all the time. I'm like, yo, you can be like the Larry Fitzgerald of the defense. You can just be grandfathered into the organization until you're ready to call it quits, because that's kind of how they've treated Larry Fitzgerald. And granted, Larry Fitzgerald has been productive. He's earned every every opportunity they blessed him with. But he is like the grandfather of the organization, to say the least, because when you think about the Cardinals. You think about Larry Fitzgerald, and he's still playing, and it's great for the teams to be able to tell Larry Fitz, you let us know what you want to do. You know what I mean? That's a great luxury to have, and he's earned that luxury. And I used to mess with Pat P, like, yo, I mean, you can be the Larry Fitz of the defense. You know what I mean? And, and I think if you have that luxury, that's great because most players don't have that luxury. Larry Fitzgerald is one-on-one. Basically, the organization is waiting on you. If you want to play, we're going to let you play. 
and we're going to play you, pay you accordingly. If you don't want to play, want to play anymore, we're okay with that. So Pat P's just enjoying this situation. I mean, most players don't get an opportunity to be a free agent. And when you do, it's almost like you're the new kid in school, right? You're the new face in school. Now everybody's like, who is this new face? Every, all the girls want to try to talk to you because they haven't seen you before. You get a chance to see uh, different places, different people and trying to, you know, co-mangle to say the least. He's, he is the new face in a new school right now. And you got multiple people trying to acquire his services when it comes to the football standpoint. So he's excited for the process, but I do believe the Cardinals will, will be heavy in, in, in trying to uh, sign him back. I think they should because he means a lot, not just to the team, but in the community, a leader. And you talk about trying to establish, uh, you know, the, the, the right repertoire in the secondary. You know what I mean? You got to have a proven guy that everybody respects to be able to lead some of the younger guys uh, by the right example. Yeah, Brian McFadden, uh, listen, man, it's, 2018 was a tough year for everybody, you know, and I feel like people that are close to the Cardinals that have covered the Cardinals for a while kind of give everybody just a, let's start over. Let's pretend that none of that happened because <laughs> not a lot of organizations, even the worst in NFL history went through a season like that. It was just a bad mix, oil and water. Let's, let's move on. And, and they started fresh with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury in 2019. Patrick Peterson has three options. He can take a lot of money because there's teams that want him. I mean, there are plenty of teams that want him. He can go for the money. He always, he said on the podcast and elsewhere, he wants to contend. Absolutely. Number two, he can take middle road, go to a different team, get some money, but not maybe the peak amount that Jacksonville or, you know, bad teams could offer him. Or three, he could take less and potentially stay with the Cardinals or some team that's comparable to them. I don't see a wrong answer. We've gone back and forth so much about him because he's great for the organization. Again, in Phoenix, He's philanthropic. I mean, him and even B.A. gone. Like, there's so many great pillars. Calais, when he was here, that are such an integral part of the Phoenix charitable, you know, just community, that it'd be tough to lose him in that respect. Yeah, and and I, and to, to piggyback on what you were saying about the options, you know, only he can determine which option he will choose. Right. You know what I mean? I think for us, for all of us on the outside looking in, you know, I can hear people saying, well, take the most money. I can hear people saying, well, take, you know, middle tier like money, be a part of an okay team or take less money, be a part of a competitive team. It's all up to the individual. But I can tell you this much, you know, signing a guy like J.J. Watt is definitely intriguing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to mention if you get a healthy Chandler Jones back for any player that would like to be in that secondary. So he will have his hands full when it comes to, you know, which way to go, which way to turn, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, he has to do what's happy, what's best for him and his family. Just uh, following along on Twitter, can you confirm or deny that you were the one that tweeted at Buccaneers to the CBS Sports uh, where Patrick <laughs> Peterson should sign this offseason? Hey, hey think, I, did, I did that on purpose. That's, that's what uh, it wasn't. A, uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't what they call a, like a thirst trap, but it was kind of right. a thirst trap. I wanted to see reactions. Right. You know what I'm saying? And boy, I got a lot of reaction. I, people got people were screenshotting like, oh, this is a co-host. This is his cousin saying at Buccaneers. I was just doing it on purpose just to see exactly what type of traction it would gain. Um, clearly, you don't know exactly what will happen with Pat P or with the Buccaneers or anything like that. But one thing I do know, and you guys know as well, B.A. loves Pat P. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's funny because we had LaShawn McCoy on the show a few weeks ago and just recapping the championship run, talking about his individual career. And first thing he said, man, Bruce loves you, bruh. And I thought he was talking about me for a second because I did play for with Bruce in Pittsburgh. And he just kept, I'm like, oh, he's talking about Pat Pete. I mean, 
Bruce, B.A. loves Pat P. Todd Bowles loves Pat P. Uh, but I was just doing that on purpose. I have no, <laughs> no insight about anything that Tampa will do free agency wise outside of signing Tom Brady back. But I was just being a little messy. That's it. I mean, they just opened up 14 mil in cap space for this year. So if there's going to be a transition with Tom Brady that we don't know about yet, they're definitely making it obvious that the next two years, they're going to do everything in their power to bring in all the talent they can. And talking about a team that you could potentially take less with sweet mother. If you don't want to take less and go play with Tommy and Bruce and win a Super Bowl, I would, everybody would give him like Bo and I talked about this pretty much all week. We want Patrick. We think Patrick Peters is fantastic for the organization, for the Cardinals. If he wants to be an anchor, as you mentioned, to te teach the younger guys in the secondary, they need his talent, let alone his, his mentorship. Yeah. But if he's going to go somewhere else, it's just going to be another former Arizona athlete that other teams are kind of rooting for to go win somewhere else if he chooses to go somewhere else. But when it comes down to it, is the relationship, as far as you know, between the Cardinals and Patrick Peterson fractured? Because I mean, I feel like at this point, we would know if he was going to come back or not. Yeah, I don't think it's fractured at all. I think it's more about the organization and trying to understand what they need to do outside of the cornerback position. Heck, Drake Kirkpatrick is a free agent, right? You just cut ties with Robert Alford. You know, Pat Peterson is a free agent. They have a lot of holes they need to fill. And I think from the organizational stand, from the organization standpoint, they got to try to figure out exactly what is going on in totality with the team. So I, and I heard rumors about someone came out and said they already decided to part ways. And I was able to ask the source himself and Pat Peterson, was that true? He came out and just, you know, stepped on that dirty rumor to say the least, because it was a dirty rumor. You know what I mean? Free agency wasn't even close to starting yet. We just got done with the Super Bowl and someone had already came, come out and say, ah, both sides decided to mutually part ways. And Pat was like, what? I mean, come on, man. We haven't even started talking anything like that. So uh, it's, it's kind of hard to say because I think it's all about the organization standpoint. They went out and signed J.J. Watt, who was a big name, an unexpected name to hit, to hit the market. And they needed to improve on the front. And I think they will continue to make some other moves as well. Because outside of Pat P, you got Hassan Reddit. You know what I mean? Who's probably going to command a nice bag, to say the least. Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about Larry Fitzgerald, waiting to see exactly what happens with him. You got Kenyon Drake. Uh, so you got some notable names that, that played real good football for the Cardinals over the last few years that the team has to make a decision on. Brian McFadden, I'm going to put you on the spot, man. 2021, what uniform is Patrick Peterson wearing? Boy, you put me on the spot. Do I got? I have to give you one team, or could I give you? We don't have all day, Brian McFadden. <laughs> Can I give you three teams? <laughs> yes. Can I give you three teams? Yes, three sir. Three teams. All right. Three options. Well, I'll give you four options because I have to include the Cardinals, right? So the Cardinals will be my number one. They, they will retain his services. My number two will be Tampa. Just the BA connection, Todd Bowles connection. Uh, his DB coach is there. They all love him there. And that's his home state. And like you said, get opportunity to play with, you call him Tommy? Did you call Tom Brady Tommy? <laughs> that's what you said? Yeah, first Tommy. name basis, man. He's one yeah. seven. I, I worked with Scott Pioli. I worked with Scott Pioli, CBS Sports, and he's the only person I ever heard call Tom Brady Tommy. And I'm like, you got to really know him to call him Tommy. So he called him Tommy. I'm gonna call him Tom. But Tom Brady and the Patriots makes sense, right? Uh, I think any quality vet that's available, their name would be tied with, tied with the Buccaneers to make a championship run. Uh, the third team, the New York Jets, they have money to play with and. Hey, just signing him alone is huge for their growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to mention their head coach and Robert Salah. 
uh, saw Pat Peterson quite a bit in the division when he was with the 49ers. And the last team I'll say is always, it's always a team within a division that tries to take another player from an opposing team in your division. And I think San Francisco could be that team. I wouldn't be surprised to see San Fran take a chance and try to better their team and lessen their opponent in the Cardinals and taking Pat P, adding Pat P to their, to their defense. They'd certainly need it. Richard Sherman looks like he's headed elsewhere. Also, uh, was it Jason Verrett had a great bounce back year last year? Looks like he'll probably get a better deal elsewhere. I mean, Weather, I, Weatherspoon, uh, he's a free agent as well. Yeah. Othello Weatherspoon. I mean, there's there's some talented players exiting San Francisco. At least it looks that way. I I would I'm kind of scared of the prospect of maybe even him playing opposite Jalen Ramsey. That would be just you know how you wouldn't even be able to com- complete a pass. But I don't know if they could make it cap wise. The, the podcast is fantastic, Brian. Now, you, Go ahead. Now I was going to say if he had if that happens, he like you said the, one of the options he gave me about playing for less, but for a competitor. It definitely would have to, he'll have to pay for less out there, you know, because yeah. I, mean? I don't know exactly where they are cap space, but I can tell you this much. If that was to happen, Jalen Ramsey and Patrick Peterson and Aaron Donald, I guess Von Miller might as well come <laughs> join them also too, right? And play, play for less. They're in the right. same draft. Might as well, let's, hey, let's all come together. Pat, are you okay with taking a little less? Von, are you okay with taking a little less? Put Von Miller on the defensive front with Aaron Donald. You got Pat Peterson, Jalen Ramsey. They signed John Johnson back in the secondary. Yeah. What? It's Avengers oh, Assemble boy. at that point. That wouldn't be right. <laughs> huh? It's Avengers Assemble at that point. You've got like all the best play- defensive players in the league playing for one squad. Playing for one squad, no question. Yeah. It'd be like the Brooklyn Nets of the NFL. Yeah. Brian, incredible insight, man. The All Things Covered podcast is fantastic. Uh, Nick Saban, that's a must-listen episode. Who you guys have coming up uh, in the next couple weeks? Oh, man. Our next episode, everything goes accordingly. We got a Hall of Famer joining us. A guy that has worn a gold jacket for a long, long time. A guy that basically changed the game for defenders currently. He was an innovator before his time. I'm not going to give you his name, but he's probably one of the best secondary players to ever do it in the National Football League. So if you're a historian of the game, you can kind of figure out and understand from the hints that I gave you who it is. And if you're not quite sure, you just got to check us out next week when we drop the episode on Wednesday. That's what I call a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. That's called a tease. (laughs) That's a tease. Pay attention. That is a major professional tease from a two-time Super Bowl winner, former Cardinal, but of course, former Pittsburgh Steeler, FSU Seminole, Brian McFadden, BMAC. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked on Cardinals podcast. Thank you for having me. That's going to do it for us. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, and the free agent frenzy is going to go down. On Monday, next time we talk to you on this very podcast, the negotiation window opens. We're going to see where a bunch of these big names are going to land in the 2021 offseason. Can't wait to see how it unfolds. Make sure, of course, you're subscribing to the podcast, Locked on AZ Cards. You guys have a great weekend, and we will break down the madness come Monday.